G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. There are a lot of people don't think that Ezekiel has any other chapters except 38 and 39 yeah, that's right. about some coming future battle. The thing is, God says in here that he was going to enter into a covenant with her. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. How does God describe his relationship with Israel, the Jewish people? Most believers are unaware of the intimate description that God uses and why he describes his relationship with Israel so intimately. We're going to examine God's relationship with Israel over the next few programs. It's an incredibly fascinating um, topic, this one. Actually, I think it's probably one of my favorites out of all the studies we've ever done. Mm. Uh, these programs in the next the next uh, 10, I think there are after this, on this particular subject. And, you know, we live in a society today that wants to make marriage um, so vague, mm. so it's become almost nothing. It has no definition anymore, so it's kind of nothing. But over the coming programs, we're going to learn why marriage is absolutely so important mm. and why it's not supposed to be mucked around with. There's yes. very, very important reasons for this. So last time we looked again at echad and why this word, this Hebrew word for one, is so so rich and so important. It's a unity. It's um, it's a compound. It's not just, it is a singular item, but it's also so much more than that. So we looked at that and that is very foundational to understand the relationship between a husband and wife. When they join, they become one flesh. And this is also what God wants with his people and what he wants for his people collectively as well. And we learned too, uh, again, God made Adam and Eve the very first married couple. And this is so important. You mentioned it last time, the law of first mention. The first human relationship we see is that of marriage. Mm. So it's absolutely crucial for all of humanity. And they became one flesh. But God goes further as he describes his own relationship with his people as that of a marriage. As he as Israel's husband and Israel as his wife. Mm. And there's lots and lots and lots of mentions of those. And again, one of the things that you, you, you begin to notice when you study scriptures, there's lots of patterns and you see these consistently throughout scripture. So when you see these patterns, it's there for a reason. It's like, I, I can remember listening to Dr. Chuck Missler once doing a study on the sevens. In the Bible, did you mm. ever hear that? Yeah. They're, they're yeah. everywhere. And then you start to do a little bit of research and realize why seven is so important. Okay, so it, you, it's good to look out for these patterns, these, these um, images, these pictures that you constantly see repeating themselves. And marriage is one. Yeah. It's a big one. And, of course, you asked the question in our last program, why did it have to be a man and his wife? Why couldn't it be, for example, a man with his son? That would have been a brilliant description of God and his mm. son. No, it had to be a man and a woman. So I want to actually just walk you through a bit of a description of from straight out of Scripture 
on how God came to embrace Israel as his people and how he looks at her, how he has presented his relationship with her and why he hates divorce so much. Again, we become a bit blasé with divorce, but there's a very important reason why God hates it. And this, I'm going to read a portion out of Ezekiel 16. Now, it's about 63 verses long, so it's (laughs) too long to just read all of it now. But I'm going to read, um, it's just basically verses 4 to 7, 9 to 10 and 13. And then the rest kind of fills in the picture. So I'm going to start off, okay? God is speaking about Israel. He says, As for your birth, on the day that you were born, your navel cord was not cut, nor were you washed with water for cleansing. You were not rubbed with salt or even wrapped in cloths. No eye looked with pity on you to do any of these things for you, to have compassion on you. Rather, you were thrown out into an open field, for you were abhorred on the day you were born. When I passed by you and saw you squirming in your blood, I said to you while you were in your blood, live. Yes, I said to you while you were in your blood, live. I made you numerous like plants of the field. And then you grew up, became tall and reached the age for fine ornaments. Your breasts were formed and your hair had grown, yet you were naked and bare. And then I passed by you and saw you and behold, You were at the time for love, so I spread my skirt over you and covered your nakedness. I also swore to you and entered into a covenant with you so that you became mine, declares the Lord. Now, I just want to jump in there where he says I'd put my skirt over you. Remember, we've talked about that before. He's talking Mm. about his authority, that he was going to take her as his own to protect her, defend her, provide for her. His intention was to be joined to her. Mm, That's wonderful. Mm. Well, it goes on in verse 9 and 10 of this chapter. It says, Then I bathed you with water, washed off your blood from you, and anointed you with oil. I also clothed you with embroidered cloth and put sandals of porpoise skin on your feet. And I wrapped you with fine linen and covered you with silk. I adorned you with ornaments, put bracelets on your hands and a necklace around your neck. I also put a ring in your nostril, earrings in your ears, and a beautiful crown on your head. And then in verse 13, it says, Thus you were adorned with gold and silver, and your dress was of fine linen, silk and embroidered cloth. You ate fine flour, honey and oil. You were exceedingly beautiful and advanced to royalty. What an amazing picture that is. Isn't that extraordinary? It's God marrying Israel. She became his wife. And it's so blatantly obvious. You know, it's kind of sad that we often read these particular chapters. We actually don't understand them. Therefore, we think that they're now done away with them because if it's done away with, we don't need to understand them. Mm. And therefore, we just keep reading. In fact, there are a lot of people don't think that Ezekiel has any other chapters except 38 and 39 (laughs) about some coming future battle. The thing is, God says in here that he was going to enter into a covenant with her. So therefore, we're talking about something that lasts forever. So if this was current then when it was first revealed and written, it's current today and it's going to be current tomorrow. It's going to be relevant forever. And this is God talking about his wife. This is this extraordinary picture. So we already have this picture of this unity of Adam and Eve, the very first married couple. And from them, they're our first human parents for all of us. Mm. So if God has joined himself to to Israel, he has become one with her. Mm. Now, if you then go on and you read through the rest of Ezekiel chapter 16, it details every time she was faithless, 
It details every time she was wicked, every time she sinned, every wrong thing she ever did. It goes on and details all of those things. Again, if you read through all of the Old Covenant, you read book after book after book after book, and it's all either historical events describing all the time she was wicked and rebellious and got into idolatry and and the rest of it and then repented and came back and God restored her and then it happened again and again and again and again. This particular chapter is almost like Israel's life story and her relationship with her husband. And if you read in verse 32 of chapter 16 of Ezekiel, it says, God says to Israel, you adulterous wife who takes strangers instead of her husband. So there's this long litany of all her sins and all her faithlessness and her immorality. He also describes all the punishments that are going to come her way as well. But he promises that he will restore her because of this everlasting covenant and he can't break his word. And this is what he says in Ezekiel 16 verse 60. Nevertheless, I'll remember my covenant with you in the days of your youth and I'll establish an everlasting covenant with you. Mm. So when we think that God has done away with Israel, he's had enough, she rebelled, she broke her word, she was faithless, she was immoral, she was an idolatress, she was an adulteress, therefore I'm going to wipe my hands and I'm turning my back, I'm having nothing to do with you again. No, because he says, I'm going to remember what Mm. we had at the beginning when you were young and we've got this everlasting covenant. My relationship with Israel, God says, is going to stay exactly the same because she's my wife. I'm her husband. He could divorce her. In fact, in Hosea, it says, I'm going to divorce you because you've done all these things. And then he relents. He says, no, no, I'm not. I'm going to restore you again because he hates divorce. Because it breaks this picture of God's relationship with his people. If we are blasé with marriage, if we are blasé about divorce, we literally shatter the picture that God is presenting of him and his Mm. relationship with his human creation. This particular instance... With Israel. It's a fascinating picture and one that we'll continue to unpack over the coming programs, but we're going to continue, particularly in the next one, looking at God's relationship with his people, Israel. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.